Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. marketing guy is my dad. First, he helps people with with marketing magic. Next, if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a match marketer, my dad is the best. Welcome to the Direct Response Podcast. Today, it is my incredible honor to be interviewing Bill Harris. Bill is the founder on CEO of Centerpoint Research Institute and the creator of Holosync Audio Technology, which is used by well over 2 million people in 193 countries. I am one of those 2 million people. Um, it's based on research at Mount Sinai Medical Center and the world-famous Menager Clinic. Holosync calms the brain's limbic system, enhances the prefrontal cortex, and creates changes in the brain's electric activity, allowing the creation of meditative states, enhanced creativity, increased focus and concentration, and superhuman behavior. I'm just kidding. But many other beneficial mental and emotional capabilities. He's also the author of two best-selling books, Thresholds of the Mind and the New Science of Super Awareness, both of which I have read multiple times cover to cover and highly recommend. He has also shared the stage with people like the Dalai Lama, Jack Canfield, Dr. Stephen Covey, and Ken Wilber, along with many others. Bill, thank you so much for joining us today. Wow, that sounds pretty impressive. Who is this guy? I'm right. We did some research. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad to be here. We are thrilled to have you. Now, I know you didn't always start out as a uh, human development, cutting-edge brain technology guru. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Portland, Oregon. And what was your childhood like? <clears throat> it was stormy. I grew up, quite frankly, being a giant asshole. I was I was very difficult to get along with, and uh, uh, I had a rough time. I had an, I had a severely overactive limbic system, although I certainly didn't know it at the time. Uh, <clears throat> so I was very I was very unhappy. I was very difficult to get along with, and it, by a roundabout way, that sort of led to creating this business. So I know, obviously, the entire story um, of that and the relationships that you went through and the struggles that you had is in the books. Um, let's for, for our listeners who haven't read them yet, um, 
a short version of how those struggles inspired you and led you to inventing Holosync. Well, as I said, I was very I was very difficult to get along with and very unhappy, and <clears throat> I uh, at at one point uh, some people suggested that uh, maybe if I learned how to meditate it would help. So I did that. That was a long time ago, back in uh, 1968, when meditation was considered to be a lot more weird than it is now. And it it did help, but uh, meditation is pretty slow. It's hard to stick to. There's quite a long learning curve. But I was a type A personality. I was a type A personality meditator. How's that? <laughs> and, and I... Uh, I was very disciplined uh, about it because of that. And about 16 years later, I kind of ran into the research that led to Holosync. And I probably wouldn't have run into it if I wasn't interested in, in meditation. <clears throat> At that time, uh, I was still pretty unhappy. I'm sure I was better than when I had started meditating, but I was still still pretty unhappy, even though I had been very diligent about all the meditation. At, at that point, scientists knew what the electrical patterns in the brain were that corresponded to meditation. So that people went into alpha brainwave patterns and theta brainwave patterns and so on. So they knew that. Uh, there was research at the Menninger Clinic and also even at Harvard um, about that. And then I just happened to run across this pretty obscure article uh, that described, this was by a researcher at Mount Sinai Medical Center, it described a characteristic of the brain that when you stimulated it with what are called pure sine wave audio tones of a com you know, certain combinations of frequencies using headphones so you could target some things to the left side of the brain and some to the right side of the brain, that I mean, the, the, the short story is that it was a, a way that you could alter brainwave patterns. And so I, and it was, a, it was it, he didn't even give any use for it or anything. It's just that I happened to know a little bit about brainwave patterns because of this research on brainwave patterns and meditation. <clears throat> so I said to myself, hmm, if these are the, if this is a way to, to change brainwave patterns, and we know what the brainwave patterns are of meditation, could you use this to create the brainwave patterns of meditation? And, and if you did, what would that feel like? And, and would it have the same benefits? And, and so I uh, borrowed and purchased uh, various pieces of equipment that I needed to, to do this, and I figured out how to use it. And so in my basement, like a little mad scientist, I I started making these soundtracks, and um, and a, a few of my friends and I started listening to them, and uh, so when we did this, we were really blown away by what happened. Uh, we sat there, kind of. There were three of us the first time we did it, and we were just kind of sitting on the floor in my basement. And when we got done, we just sort of sat there looking at each other, and then finally uh, 
I said, uh, are you feeling what I'm feeling? <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, the other guy said, yeah, this is amazing. And so we started using this uh, regularly, and uh, it was very amazing. It was a, it, I mean, you've you've used Holosync. It's it's for many years. It's quite uh, it's quite amazing just in the first place that you, all you do is listen to this, and it so changes the way you feel because it changes these electrical patterns in the brain. But as time went on, <clears throat> something that was even more remarkable than how it felt. Um, happened, which was that, well, for me, all this anger I had and the anxiety and emotional reactivity and all that sort of stuff, it just sort of started to kind of dissolve. And I found myself in situations where before I would have been ticked off or annoyed or something, and I was going, wow, this is amazing. That guy usually makes me want to smack him in the mouth, and, and here I am. It's not bothering me at all. And so there's just different things that I, I now know are symptoms of a, of a calmer limbic system um, that were happening to me. And uh, I don't know, two, two or three years after I started doing this, I was, I was the conductor of the University of Portland Orchestra <clears throat> at the time, and I... I was on my way to a rehearsal, and I was so busy, I was eating meals in my car, and I was at this deli getting a sandwich, so I could, I was late, and I was kind of a little bit stressed, and I was, you know, just getting something to eat, and this guy was in the deli that I hadn't seen for years, and he said, wow, you seem so mellow, what have you been doing, and wow. nobody had ever said that I was mellow before. They, people always said, wow, you are so intense. And so I kind of thought, geez, this is having an effect on me because I'm kind of stressed right now and he thinks I'm mellow. So at any rate, um, as uh, the three of us started doing this, friends of ours said, hey, I want to do this too. And so the number of people who were experimenting with this sort of proto-holosync grew and by 1989, we had uh, oh about 150 people maybe using it in the U.S. and in Europe. And uh, at that point, several people kind of within a very short period of time that were using it came to me and said, you, you need to create a structured way to use this and sell it. And the extent of my entrepreneurial ambition was I was making about $30,000 at the time a year. And uh, I said, wow, if I could make another $30,000 a year, that would double my income. That would be amazing. So I didn't start doing this because I thought, okay, here's a way to make money. I'm going to be an entrepreneur or anything. And uh, I was pretty much a loser in a lot of ways. I didn't really realize that it was because I was should have been an entrepreneur. I was pretty smart, but I but I just hadn't, you know, directed it into anything, and I certainly didn't feel like working for someone else. I was not a very good employee. So at any rate, I uh, I did uh, start a you know a little company in my basement um, on a kitchen table that had been the kitchen table when I was growing up in my family. You know, hand me down from my 
parents when I went to college, I think, or something. And, and I didn't know what I was doing. So for a few years, I didn't really make very much money. I don't think I paid my anything, myself anything for two or three years. But then I ran into uh, Gary Halbert and uh, Jay Abraham and uh, I, you know, Gary kind of taught me how to write good uh, marketing copy and uh, Jay taught me how to uh, kind of strategize things in a marketing sense. And then I also, you know, I looked at people, uh, you know, a, a lot of the other uh, really old school, really great marketers who I eventually knew all of them and, and kind of became accepted as being one of them eventually. So at any rate, once I learned how to market and everything, it kind of started to take off. At this point, we've, uh, I don't know, we're probably up to about $165 million in, in sales, um, which is quite a lot for something like this. And, and uh, so that's, that's kind of how it got started. That is absolutely incredible and an amazing journey. And as I've said said earlier, it's in the books, uh, the longer version, which I absolutely highly recommend people read. You've helped so many people change their lives. What do you attribute your geometric growth rate to? Because there are lots of companies that create products that help people, that build a better mousetrap, that never reach critical mass, that never affect too many people's lives, and you've literally changed a decent chunk of the world. How did you grow so fast, and what do you attribute your success to? Well, some of it is that Holosync really works. Um, you know, I'm, I know everybody in the personal growth space, and unfortunately, a lot of the products in the personal growth space, you, you feel inspired, you feel motivated, it makes you feel good. But a lot of them, I don't see a lot of people really being transformed. There are certainly are some exceptions to that, and I'm not going to name any names. But uh, but um, Holosync really changes people's lives at a very profound, fundamental level, and, and people are just blown away because they just think, okay, this is another personal growth program, and I'm going to do it for a while, and you know, it, it's going to it's going to be okay, but it's it's not going to really get to the root of all my problems. That was kind of what happened to me was that prior to developing Holosync or stumbling on Holosync, I had taken every kind of seminar you can imagine. I had read hundreds and hundreds of self-help books. I had been to many therapists. I had tried everything to get my shit together. And um, even when I thought I had you know, really had some kind of a shift, you know, months or a year or something would go by and then I would kind of revert to the same thing I've been doing before and I'd think, um, it hasn't really changed that much. But when I started doing Holosync, things really started to change on a really powerful level. So that's that's one one reason. What's just that I I stumbled onto something that was so effective that anybody that really used it and kept using it eventually just went, wow, this is absolutely amazing. Then I, you know, I, I did implement everything that I learned from, um, from the, the top level marketing 
people that I met. And, uh, you know, I would read something in a Gary Halbert newsletter or I would be talking to him on the phone and he would tell me something. And I'd say, oh, well, I could do that. And so I would, you know, do whatever it was. And, you know, in other words, I just implemented what was uh, being suggested. And pretty soon I had this kind of machine that I had created, this marketing machine. And people went in one end and much happier people and a lot of money came out the other end. <laughs> <clears throat> and, um, you know, then just because I was uh, – you know, trying to make it better, I uh, paying attention, I did make it better. I actually ha had hardly knew anybody else in the personal growth space. I started the company in 1989. It was probably late 90s before I started meeting other people in the personal growth space, besides a couple of people that I joint ventured with. And so I had no real idea whether I was doing a good job or a mediocre job or or, you know, I, I had, you know, I knew that I was making more and more money by the late, uh, late 90s. I was probably making about a million dollars a year personal income, but I, uh, I, I really had nothing to measure it against. And then I, um, I joined a strategic coach. I don't know if you know what that is, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. And in strategic coach, uh, uh, I met Dan or I met, uh, uh, Jack Canfield and uh, some other people like that and then not too long after that Jack started this Transformational Leadership Council uh, you know which I was a founding member of and so through that I met lots and lots of people that were in the personal growth space and and uh, I also you know met lots of people who are in the marketing space not just because I knew uh, uh, Jay and uh, and uh, Gary Halbert and other other people, uh, but because uh, I don't know if you've ever heard this this story. Um, I was, as far as I know, the first person to ever do uh, targeted, customized autoresponder messages. Uh, I didn't know that that was part of your claim to fame. In fact, you know, my Skype handle, I didn't set up the Skype. I hate Skype. I can never figure out how to use it. I had to call somebody in the other room to figure out how to call you because there was nothing on the on the page that I could see that was the the normal buttons that you push to call somebody. That's, but I'm just sort of tech doesn't like me except for Holosync. <laughs> <laughs> so it, in the early days, um, we offered uh, a free Holosync CD and a special report that explained Holosync uh, to people. And um, people would come to our website and they would uh, uh, request, you know, there, it wasn't like simple like it is today where you, you're opting in and giving people your, you know, it was, I don't even remember how we did it. But we asked people to fill out this little survey in order to get it. And uh, among the several questions that I asked was, uh, what, is the main, um, what is the main goal that you would like to achieve by using Holosync? And, uh, and, and what's, if, if you're not ready to go ahead and join the program right now, what's the main thing holding you back? There were other questions too, but, but those were the main ones. And I asked, I was asking those because 
uh, I was a really good face-to-face -face salesman. I used to teach the uh, uh, Dale Carnegie sales course years ago, uh, back in the late 1970s. And so I was a good salesman. And those are questions, if you're sitting down with somebody, you'd ask them. You know, you'd ask them, you know, what, what of, of all the things that Holosync might do for you, what really uh, is most important to you? So anyway, then based on that information, we, uh, or I, wrote, uh, actually I started off writing these personal emails back to people. And then, but then we automated it. And so there would be a, 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 an opening, kind of a generic opening. Hey, thanks for coming to our website and requesting this uh, Holosync demo CD. Um, and a few, and another sentence or two. And then it said, you mentioned that, that you really, uh, the, the main benefit you wanted was to recover from, from uh, you know, emotional trauma that you suffered. Here's how Holosync will do that. And then it would, you know, some good direct response marketing copy explaining that. And then after that, it said, uh, uh, would you, uh, uh, you said that the main thing that was holding you back from joining the program was the cost or whatever, whatever it happened to be. And then it would answer that objection. And then there was kind of a common closing. And especially in those days, in the late 80s or, or late 90s, that is, um, you know, things weren't, that sophisticated people really thought wow he wrote me an email back that is amazing and, <laughs> and overnight our sales increased by 400 percent i mean literally as soon as i did that so anyway one day another friend of mine another very accomplished marketer brad anton uh who lived in uh, kansas city at the time he later came to Oregon and work for me, but but he sent me this newsletter that um, that um, God, what was his name? Um, geez, I'm not pulling out pulling up his name. I'll think of it probably though. But it's another really really uh, you know another marketing guru. He had written this uh, this email uh, newsletter saying most of the stuff people are doing online to sell stuff at this early stage of the internet is bullshit. But here are a few things that really work. And so I read this and, uh, and I uh, wrote back to him and said, uh, wow, I totally agree with you. I've been thinking the exact same thing of the things you mentioned that really work. There's one thing that I've been doing that immediately increased my sales literally overnight by 400%. Um, uh, sincerely Bill and, and I didn't say what it was and it took him five minutes to call me <laughs> okay you got me what is it God it's it's really annoying me that I can't think of his name um, God <laughs> that's alright don't worry about hopefully it hopefully it'll pop into my mind um, at, at any rate um, so I told him what I was doing essentially and he said wow that is amazing uh, could I interview you on uh, a teleseminar? Those were like early days of yep. people doing teleseminars. And I hesitated for a second, not because I was thinking of saying no, but because I was sort of thinking of my schedule. I think he said, like, can I interview you next week on a teleseminar or something? And I was trying to think, what do I have next week? 
And he thought I was. So he said, I'll pay you $5,000. That'll get your attention. And I said, okay, I think I can squeeze it in. (laughs) (laughs) So then later, you see, I found out that he had sold seats at his teleseminar. He had made $240,000. Ah. Then he... um, then he, uh, you know, repeated it many times. Then after he repeated it many times, he uh, kind of gave everyone in his list the rights to uh, use it. And so a whole bunch of other people uh, had teleseminars where they, where they played this interview. Then he sold it to Corey Rudel, who was yep. one of the initial people to sell how to sell stuff online products. And Corey uh, sold the shit out of it. And um, and then later, Corey interviewed me actually for about eight hours, and we made another product. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But so the way that um, the way that uh, it was sold. God, what is his name? <laughs> um, the the headline he wrote was really great. It was. Uh, mysterious Mr. H increases sales by 400% literally overnight with one simple technique. That's how you got the Skype handle. And so my my Skype handle is Mysterious Mr. H, and it's because somebody else in my office set it up, and they sort of did it as a joke. But every once in a while, I'm talking to somebody on the phone. Um, I don't know if you know who David Bass is. Yep. But a few years ago, uh, uh, I forget, you know, we knew who each other, we knew who we, you know, he knew who I was, I knew who he was, and somebody connected us, and so we got on the phone, and just so that I wouldn't have to explain what I do and who I am and that kind of stuff in detail, I said, you know, how much do you know about me already? wasn't because I thought he should know a lot about me, I just wanted to save myself from telling him a, a story if he already knew it. And he said, well, aren't you the mysterious Mr. H? <laughs> I said, wow, you know your early Internet history. Uh, hard, nobody's called me that for a long time. So anyway, that um, that's kind of an interesting story. Be- see, because of that, lots of marketers, all these people had heard this teleseminar over a couple, several years, um, they all went to my website to see what I was doing. And uh, when they got there, a lot of them said, wow, this looks really cool, and they bought. And so lots of marketers became Holosync users, and so the whole marketing community has always known a lot about Holosync, which they might not have known about because I'm sure that there's plenty of other personal growth programs that the marketing community never got interested in. But So I hope I'm not going astray of what you wanted to, to talk about. No, that is absolutely incredible. That's exactly what I was asking. What is some of the, what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Well, you know, I actually didn't finish what I was saying about uh, what caused me to be successful, so, but that sort of dovetails with what you just asked. I think that the main thing that separates the people that everybody admires and have made lots of money and all that is that they kept going. The people that, you know, that don't end up making a lot of money. I mean, obviously you have to have a decent 
product and stuff like that. But if you keep going and you're always trying to figure it out, you'll figure it out if you keep going. You know, the first chapter of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, it's called something like 18 inches from gold or I forget, some number of inches yep. from. And it's really about these guys who are, who are, you know, have this claim in California in the, you know, in the gold rush time. And they, and they finally give up and sell it to somebody else. And those, these guys went another foot or so and, and discovered the biggest gold claim ever. And I, you know, for a long time, I couldn't figure out why he was telling that story. Um, but I finally realized it was just, he was just saying, uh, don't stop, keep going. So that's one huge ingredient, I think, is that, that is just keeping going. Uh, it's actually pretty simple. You just keep going no matter what happens, no matter what setbacks you have. You just, you just don't stop. I've always been really persistent in that way uh, for some reason. The other thing is that I've had a number of people in my life uh, Dan Sullivan was one of them. Um, I, I've become really close friends with um, Bob Danzig, who was the CEO of the entire Hearst newspaper group after starting as an office boy in the, the Albany Union Herald in Albany, New York, and before that being a, a, a foster child and having a really rough growing up. But both of those people and some others, too, kind of... Uh, caused my my vision of what was possible to be way, way bigger than it was. Dan Sullivan has a thing he takes people through where he says, isn't your business 10 times bigger than it was at some point? Everybody says, well, yeah. And well, then you know how to do that. You know, why don't you make it 10 times bigger than it is now? And uh, so that was that Every time somebody comes along that it kind of raises the bar for me, uh, if you know my results have really gone up. And Bob Danzig, um, somebody introduced me to him because I was creating a dot com in the late '90s, uh, which probably would have done really well, except that the dot com bust happened, and nobody was getting funded anymore. Just as I was about to get funded, but um, I was trying to get a, a really a plus board of directors together and uh, somebody introduced me to Bob Danzig and, and when I had lunch with him in New York um, at the Harvard Club you know I, I, I called him up I was scared to death and he uh, and he said well are you ever in New York and I said well as a matter of fact I'm gonna be in New York next week which wasn't really true but it was I was willing to have it be true and he said, well, okay, well, let's have lunch at the Harvard Club. And so I went in and had lunch with him and uh, was just telling him what my idea was for this company. And the first thing he said to me was, I have a feeling we're going to do some really big things together. And I thought, really? Um, and then uh, finally at the end of the meal, I said, so anyway, I, I wanted to ask if you would be willing to serve on the board of this company I'm creating. He said, I would be happy to be on any board uh, of a company that the CEO was Bill Harris. And I've seen him, as I've gotten to know him, he's like this with everybody. No matter who he meets, 
he makes them feel like their capacity is way more than they thought it was. So that that was real though that was another thing is just I mean I don't know if that's something you can do but if you're on the lookout for people that are going to have that effect on you you'll find them. Absolutely. I know that you have been a voracious and lifelong learner. What are three of the best books you've ever read that have had the most impact on your work? In in terms of like nonfiction books that uh, yes. had to do with, well, I've read Think and Grow Rich almost 60 times, although I haven't read it for a long time. Uh, my son is reading it right now. You got me beat. I reread it every quarter, but I don't think I've gotten up to 60, so... But I do have my nine-year-old read. I'm paying him a buck a page to read it so that he'll wow. get brainwashed. Well, that's – and, you know, not only that, I've, I've read every other book he's ever written, and I had the good fortune to meet someone who used to work for him who had a whole bunch of Napoleon Hill stuff that is not for sale and nobody else has. And so I went all through all that kind of stuff. Yep, I love the fact – I found on eBay, they didn't know what they had, original editions of Hill's Golden Rule magazine. Um, yeah. And they were selling it. They had no idea what it was. And I paid them extra because I felt bad that they didn't know what it was. But it's one of my – I mean I own everything he's written, like that was published. But it's one of my favorites that I have originals, uh, you know, from 1919, you know, where it says 20 cents a copy of this incredible magazine, you know, the first – when he put it out. Well, let's see. I think he was born in 1886, if I remember correctly. So he would that would have been quite a few years after he met Andrew Carnegie. Yep. Yep. It was part of what he did to support himself along the way. He was working. He was writing for that magazine when he went to, you know, that magazine sent him to interview uh, Carnegie. And he was just, you know, he was like 21 years old or something. And uh, the editions before that probably weren't quite as good as the ones after he interviewed right all those uh, all those uh, famous successful people but um, I think that you know I have a pile of Jay Abraham stuff that somebody gave me a long time ago I mean back in the early 90s that is probably three feet high and I have been through that stuff a million times um, some really brilliant strategy kind of stuff. Uh, Jay is a great strategist, and and um, and then um, you know I I uh, I subscribed to Gary Halpert's newsletter way back about 1990 or something like that, and uh, I've read through every one of those newsletters many 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 times. When I have new people come to work for me in marketing, I have them read those newsletters and there's they're really and I think you can find them for free online that is a real education um, uh, you have to realize too that he is he's you know he'll have stuff in there about how to use uh, classified ads to get leads or uh, yep. when 900 numbers which were yep. for sex lines uh, became popular sometime in the. Where, yep, they used those originally to get your free report on the 900 number and listen to it. Yeah, well, so you know, a lot of those things he's talking about in these newsletters, nobody would probably do anymore. But uh, and some people sort of miss the point, which is there's a way that he is thinking 
that uh, that can be transferred to other you know situations, other media. And uh, so, if people you know go to the trouble to go and find those newsletters, start reading them, then you you've got to uh, kind of at least look at it from you know twenty five thousand feet. There are still plenty. I mean, he has great stuff about how to create an offer, how to write, how to write a sales letter, and and uh, um, you know, I um, I just did an internal pr- promotion to my own list to a small part of it, actually, and I'm not even sure if I have it here, but I think the earnings per click was a hundred and fifty six dollars. Yeah, 150. It might have been 250. No, I think it was 156 dollars and something. That's insane. That is insane. I mean, uh, I mean, I would happily, you know, every but every internet marketer on the planet would mail for ten times for that. Two, two, two dollars is decent. Four dollars, yeah, is great. I have one joint venture partner um, that uh, we typically get 15 to 20, um, but I've never, I've never seen anything like that. I mean. Um, my uh, COO of Mariel and Tribby, who's also very, very yep. well known. She's a, I, I would love to inter- interview her. She's a bucket list interview on my, uh, of mine. I've been following her for years. Let me see here. You stole her away. <laughs> uh, let's see what it. What it, no, it's a hundred and sixty-one dollars and seven cents. Jesus, what is the offer? Can I ask? That's insane. It was just Holosync, uh, you know, the deeper Holosync levels. Which I have bought multiple, you know, tons of, and the customized one with my recording yeah, my affirmations in there. and So that's, that's uh, I mean. So that's your mailing, your subscriber list, and upsell. Is yeah. On, on June 1st, it was 126.72. Then it went up to 138.76. Then it went up to 155.04. 156.65. 161.07. It was the, you know, it, it may be a little higher than that because that was the last, that was the closing day of the promotion. And do you I, ever do any, do you do any physical live events like a Holosync user conference almost type of thing? We used to. I haven't for a while. Um, but And I'm guessing the reason that you're not, um, and if I'm wrong, please correct me, but that you're not worried about, you know, social media metrics and stuff like that is because you can just email or snail mail and print money and you don't need to, you're not, your cost per customer acquisition is probably way lower on that than it would be on social would be my guess. If you uh, tested it. We're starting to rent. We've had, we had some infrastructure problems here. You know, I had this really expensive, you had to read very system, effective machine, but then all these things like Infusionsoft and, and uh, all these out of the box tools, uh, came about and I was sort of hard coded into this older kind of ugly thing. And we're, we're just about to launch a whole new thing, which yeah, when you were, you were in the midst of that, when you and I were together at Pathfinder and you did not seem as mellow as you normally are. And I could, <laughs> I could only imagine why. Oh, it's been, it's been uh, intense, but um, anyway, so we're going to be doing a lot of, you know, social media stuff and other things. Um, coming up um you've i mean you've grown the business so much and you've been so I, i've got to wonder do you any desire or if you've already done it i don't know any des- to 
add the next level of not here's how I did it and now I've got a here's the secrets behind Holosync growth and you can buy various levels of info products or coaching programs or something on top of it. Um, I didn't follow exactly what any desire to be to sell the how I did it story. The here's I am now an info marketer or run a coaching program on how you can copy lessons learned from Holosync type of thing. Do you, you mean uh, te- teach people how to grow a business? Yeah, because you've done it so well. Well, I do have a course that's called uh, Secrets to Success and How to Make Money in Good Times or Bad. But it isn't exactly what you're talking about where I'm kind of giving – I mean you could take your t- 10 years of email copy and people would pay t- thousands for that swipe file. You know, I wrote an email for uh, – uh, I don't know if you know who Jennifer McLean is. I do. But I wrote an email for her. She was telling me about this course she was creating and a year or so ago. And and I said, you know, quite frankly, her her emails aren't that good. <laughs> don't don't anybody tell anybody. But so I said, Jennifer, let me let me write an email for you for this. So I wrote this email for her and this is sort of like the hundred and sixty whatever I said it was per click per click thing in a way, 100% of the people who clicked through on that email bought. That's ridiculous. 100, every single person that clicked through bought. I mean, if you had gotten a tenth of that. Now, I've never heard happy. of that happening. And I'm not saying that every time I send an email out. No, I mean, but, there's no way. Lightning but, doesn't strike but, that much. I would. I think I probably average about ten thousand dollars an email when I write them to sell JV products. So you know, I, it takes me maybe forty-five minutes to craft an email, and so you know, it's worth it to learn how to uh, to write uh, to write good copy. Here, you know, here's a here is a, a little premise that I think is really important, and I've never. Well, I don't know if I've never heard anybody else articulate it, but um, it's my—it's the first thing I teach everybody that comes to work for me if they're going to do marketing, and that is nobody gives a shit. Nobody wants to read your copy. Nobody wants to stay on your website. Nobody wants to listen to your video. People are looking for a reason not to. They're looking for a reason to say, okay, I can delete this. I don't need to, you know, I don't need to waste time with this. When, I mean, think about it. When you go to a website, if there's something you're looking for, and if you don't see it really quickly, you're gone. If you start, you know, you got all these emails in your in your inbox, and you're, you start reading them. And, I mean, most people, I don't know, this is what I do. I go through, and I put a check mark against uh, uh, next to all the ones I want to get rid of, and then I click the trash can. That's the mode people are in. Okay, let's right. let's get rid of everything. And so uh, when you when most people they're so proud of what they've created that they think everybody is going to put up their feet, pop the top on a cold one, and and uh, and just you know read every word. But that's not true. People are looking for a reason to bail out. And if you are thinking that way, if if everything you're doing in your marketing, you are adopting the persona 
of the most skeptical, I want to get out of here kind of person, then you will learn how to close the exits. You'll learn how to keep them engaged. You'll learn how to, to get them, to keep them reading. And to uh, you'll learn how immediately to tell them in some way why this is for you. This is going to tell you about something that you want. Or this is going to tell you how to solve a problem you have. And um, so if you can do that, if you can have that skeptical attitude, you'll figure out a lot of things that will completely, you know, I'm writing an email and as I'm writing it, um, you know, if I say something in the beginning of it about uh, you're going to get such and such a benefit. I'm saying that in some way, hopefully in a clever, more clever way than what I just said. And immediately what pops into my mind is what the skeptical person is saying. Yeah, I bet it costs a lot. Or yeah, I bet it's going to take a long time. Or that sounds like a hundred other things that, um, that I've read about that and tried that didn't really work. And so the very next sentence, I will do something not to answer that objection, but to at least cause people to set it aside for now. Because I don't want to go into answering an objection fully right at that point. You know, so I might have a sentence that says, and um, unbelievably, this doesn't cost very much, and um, it doesn't take very much of your time. And it is not like anything you've seen before. And then I go on uh, because, you know, but I wouldn't think to say that if I if I wasn't uh, wasn't being that really skeptical person. So you can just by doing stuff like that, you can double, triple the amount of people that ever see your offer. And instead of paying three times as much to get three times as much traffic, you can convert three times as much of the traffic you already have. Beautiful. For our listeners, I mean, I could talk to you for eight hours and turn it into a product too, but I know we don't have that kind of time. Um, for our listeners who are resonating with what you're saying and want to learn more about Holosync and all things Bill and the books, where is the best place for them to go? Well, why don't we just put a, um, put a, a link uh, below the, you know, yep. here so that, so that I can, have a little time to, to think about it and make sure we're doing the best the best thing for people. The thing that about about Holosync is that what people don't realize is that everything about you comes from your brain. You know, if you're if you're successful or not successful, that comes from your brain. If you uh, uh, are persistent or not persistent, if you're creative or not creative, if you're reactive or calm, if you, I mean, every quality that entrepreneurs want to have is a function of a brain that's working right. And every thing that entrepreneurs do that sabotages them is generally caused by a part of your brain being overactive. And uh, the amazing thing about Holosync is that it creates the exact changes in your brain that allow you to develop all these personal qualities that you need in order to be successful and not just successful in business, but successful in your relationships and 
you know, feeling comfortable in your own skin and all that sort of stuff. And it also calms the parts of the brain that uh, cause people to uh, sabotage themselves in their relationships, in their business, in whatever. Uh, so it's, it's um, you know, I mean, I'm not, it's not like I crafted it so it did those things. It already did them. I just happened to stumble on it, play with it, uh, refine it, and then uh, learn how to market it well so that a lot of people were able to find out about it. So I do encourage people to check out Holosync. It really is very amazing. I would agree. I am a case study myself. Bill, thank you so much for your incredibly valuable time. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, you, you are very welcome. It's my, my pleasure. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.